Hello, welcome to another edition of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. This is Joe Patrice. Uh, so you're you're in luck. I'm hosting this one. Uh, so if you've tuned in, you know you got you got one of the good ones. But anyway, yeah, Joe Patrice from Above the Law here, and I'm hosting this episode uh, here from live in Nashville at the Clio Cloud Conference. And today I'm talking with Pamela Smith from Clio. Introduce yourself. Tell us what's what's going on. Yes. So hello. Thank you for having me. My name is Pamela Smith, as you said, and I am the senior manager of corporate communications at Clio. Uh, which is a huge part of what Clio does. We have a very large PR, social, comms portfolio. So, um, yeah, I have the privilege of doing that every day. Awesome. Well, so you just got done with a session yes. uh, that was, you know, a, a big session. It was packed, I've been told, by people who <laughs> wanted to go, but they couldn't find a seat. So... For those of us who weren't able to go then, tell us a little bit about what happened in the session, what you were talking about. Yes, happy to. Um, so I had a panel in my session. So it was Erin Levine of Hello Divorce, uh, which we all know she does an amazing job of PR because we all know who she is. We all is. know it, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also had Gina Rubel, mm -hmm. who runs her own uh, PR firm and, and specializes in PR for legal. Literally wrote the book on PR for law firms. Mm -hmm. uh, so Gina has... She's a consultant, but she also just has this huge uh, career of knowledge of PR specific for law firms. So, um, yeah, both very different experiences. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we got some very cool insights from them both. So let's tease that out a little yeah. bit. Like, what what is different about, I mean, we all kind of have a vague sense of public relation. What are yep. kind of the unique challenges when it comes to be doing PR for a law firm. Yeah, so exactly. And and that's where we started off. Mm -hmm. I'm PR at Clio. Not every law firm right. has a PR person or multiple or agencies. And it can be a big investment, especially if you're a, a solo or small firm. But then maybe it's also just not your focus. And from someone who has worked with lawyers in PR situation, there's often this tension between what we say officially uh, on behalf of the lawyer and what we say publicly on behalf of the PR professional. And so there's often a lot of tension there. So funny spot to start off with. Um, but I think, I think we are starting to see law firms realize the potential of public relations. Mm -hmm. um, it is a part of marketing and good PR is um, integrated with other forms of marketing. But it's not something that a lot of law firms set up and think, oh, I got to get a PR person. So, uh -huh. yeah, we talked about everything from what kind of professional help you might bring into your firm, or if not, what can you do yourself to elevate your profile or to um, start interacting with media and why you would do that. Right. And then also some of the risks associated with that, because you're not just, once you put something out publicly, it's very hard to crawl it back. So, um Anyways, there's a lot in there that we yeah. were able to talk about. Yeah. So what steps would uh, a small solo, somebody who not a big budget situation, yeah. uh, obviously big budget situation, you go out, you hire professionals. Yes. Uh, what does somebody do to raise their profile when they don't have access to that? What are the cheap and easy ways that they can start building, uh, you know, a, a brand out there? Yeah. And... There are a lot. So, so first of all, we talked about the importance of your LinkedIn profile. Okay. 
yourself being a journalist, you know that's usually the first place that you're going in and vetting whoever you're going to talk to. So one of the first things that you can do is just assess your profile. You don't have to have a profile on every single platform, but making sure that when people are looking you up, they're, they're not only learning your resume, uh, that gives you credibility, but also the benefits of why someone would want to talk to you should be evident on those public platforms. So um, especially if you're a solo firm and it's just you, <laughs> having that profile really well established uh, is worth the investment of time to have that credibility when you are starting to go more external mm -hmm. in your communications. Yeah, so that, that's very foundational. We want to make sure that everyone's doing that. And then also for the firms that are looking to start strategizing about PR or taking on some, some more public-facing communications, we had a couple of things. But, but the main thing is don't try and do it all. Maybe pick two or three times a year where you're going out and saying, okay, over the past six months, this is really the core story. Um, this is what we want to go out with. And Erin's done a really amazing job of that where she, uh, two to three times a year, is putting aside time to create her stories, go out externally and decide, okay, this is what we want to talk about right now versus just all the time putting emails out there and sort of a wasted effort um, because no one has time for that. Um, right. Yeah. So I mean, kind of embedded in there is this idea that you don't want to be kind of scattershot messaging. You you, you pick your theme over yeah. a period of time and yeah. make that your, yeah. Yeah, and, and sort of um, you're always relationship building, I would say. You're, you're always keeping tabs on what journalists are saying in your area or what what the temp you're doing temperature checking all the time to see okay how's this going i mean we have podcasts you can listen to uh roundtables a whole series of different things that you can do to stay on the pulse of what's happening in your sector but in terms of actually outreach and going out it's not happening all year round especially if you're a lawyer you're busy um you don't have time you, you know save your research and and networking to be consistent, listen to your podcasts on your dog walks, all that sorts of all those sorts of things to stay consistent in the scene. But when you actually reach out, it's pointed yeah. to exactly what you want to talk about. And and that's another aspect of it too, I would assume you mentioned the practice area because it would seem to me like I came from a litigation background where, you know, you would think clients are who you're trying to send this message to, but sometimes not really. Lots of my business was referral business. So for me, the pre yeah, I mean, I was in a firm, so I didn't have to do any of this, but imagine if I was running the firm, it would be very, my, my, my PR message would be aimed at other people who would refer the stuff to mm. me, which is a different kind of messaging than if you're trying to make sure you've got a brand out there yeah. for, you know, somebody getting a hello divorce situation, somebody getting yeah. divorced. That's not usually a referral situation, one would yeah. hope. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Um, there's not somebody who's just like handing out like, oh yeah, you're getting divorced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we did touch on that and there mm. are two different things. Like we are... Um, we're thinking about how do you elevate brand. That's definitely a component of PR. Um, but then there's also the audience. So your brand can get a lot of recognition if you're in Wall Street Journal, New York Times, mm -hmm. sure. But your your purpose of doing this, which is 99% of the time law firm growth, yeah. Who who where are your customers and your customer or your clients and and your clients aren't necessarily in the New York Times, but they're in 
a local newspaper or something like that, where you're being much more targeted and specific. And also, the types of stories that we put out, if you're putting stories into the New York Times, which good for you if you do yeah, that, right. you should absolutely celebrate that and toast to it. But it's going to be much more general because that's a much more general audience where if, you have, if you're a legal tech founder or something like that and you want to be, you want your thought leadership to be in your sector, then you want to go to the traits. You want yeah. to go to the audience that's going to resonate. So it's not just, I want to get the biggest brand ever. It's what are you actually trying to achieve? And then what? Um, and that and then what is usually to gain more clients. And so you have to think about that end goal when you're thinking about who you would reach out to in the media. Yeah. And I think that is that strikes me as really important. The idea that this is this is a strategic decision. Yeah. You need to take a step back and think, what am I even doing here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before you it start is time going consuming. Yeah. It is. It is absolutely time consuming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So LinkedIn, we mentioned, uh, and I would assume that the other channels that you might go through might very well Im- be influenced by what where you think your business is going to come from. Yeah. Uh, if you're getting all referral business, maybe web website isn't as, yeah. a consumer-facing website isn't as much as you need. But if you are getting walk-off-the-street business, you do want that. Like, so. Yeah. And, and actually, when you think about when you're getting into these publications or you're being covered by certain uh, media or journalists, mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to be the feature of the story. Commenting on a story is still participating yeah. in that story. So Erin brought up two methods that she uses where she's like, quotes are really important. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to break that down even more for a second. Okay. When you're in, when you're quoted in something, you can sometimes achieve a backlink to your website. So if you say, Pamela Smith on behalf of Clio said this about a certain topic, Clio, I sometimes approach a journalist and say, hey, I would love to have a backlink to my website, which is great yeah. for SEO. Like there's other purposes. Whether or not you're successful in that, Hit and miss, uh, to be honest. But if you can think about doing quotes Mm -hmm. as well, not just big feature stories, you might not get that right away. And so Erin uses uh, Help a Reporter Out, which is Harrow, or Quoted. And she's created a profile and she does a scan every so often where she's like, hey, I could comment on that. That reporter might, might benefit from my expertise. The only thing about that is that's a 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. You don't quote in the first hour of that journalist getting it. They're probably moving on. Um, so, yeah, I do say that it's a great way to get your name out there and to quote on something, but it's fast and competitive. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. And, I mean, I, I certainly know as one of those journalists who has to write things, I, we are on such a schedule like our editorial schedule that above the law is such that I'm churning out stories as they happen. Yeah. I don't have the luxury of, you know, other publications where it's like, I write one thing a week or right. whatever. Right. Uh, so How many do you write a day? Three to four. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So that cycle, I mean, if we think about yeah. publishing three to four times a day, that is, Which is why if I, if I were to quote you, I would absolutely put the link. I would do it all. <laughs> I would do it instinctively because I don't have time to get the backlink question. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, we do love backlinks. Again, yeah. integration, thinking about PR as uh, a bigger part of your marketing strategy. You're going to think about, well, hey, I'd love some web traffic as well. Um, so, anyways. You say anyway, like, no, this is what we're supposed to be recording. This is it. Talking yeah. About. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. So no need to move on. We can yeah. keep going. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but no, that's great. I think we uh, are going to have time for one last substantive question. Sure. yeah. Which is... 
this show, uh, obviously, it's great to have everyone back in person. Uh, wonderful to see everybody. Uh, yeah. So, how's the show been going for you? Like, uh, it exciting? Like, any? Thing you want to say about it, uh, about Clio yeah. and generally, yeah, just. So this is my first in-person ClioCon. Uh -huh. I had only done it virtually before, and because of the nature of my role, we release a lot of things at mm -hmm. ClioCon, which is really great to do at your desk. <laughs> <laughs> um, not so easy to do when you're walking around, but I wouldn't trade that. It's incredible to meet our customers and our media partners and everyone else that we've been working with virtually, um, at least since I joined Clio. And yeah, it's it feels incredible. Um, yeah. It's so nice to see. It's so nice to see you. Yeah. Um, it's so in nice. person. Yeah, yeah. 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 Emailing I mean, all the time. It's not the same. I will say, though, I had to adjust to what everyone's LinkedIn photo looked like who they were as a person, so that was an adjustment. Uh -huh. And then on some of the things that we're dressing up for, it's like, oh, it's a whole other, yeah. it's them on LinkedIn, in person and fancy as well. <laughs> so, um, and you rocked a tux last uh, I night. Did, did I did, I did in fact that. wear a tux, yes, yeah. 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 So anyways, it's, yeah. it's so nice to see everyone. Yeah, no, I always a great conference. Uh, if you are out there and have, you know, been considering coming or not, you should, because it's great yeah. and we're going to be back here next year, I gather. Oh, so, yeah. All right. Yeah. Excellent. I, by, by then, I will have figured out how to navigate this hotel, is my theory, <laughs> if you give me a whole year. Give uh, me a year. Love it. Well, great. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, that's, again, uh, Pamela Smith from Clio uh, talking about PR. I am Joe Patrice from Above the Law and Thinking Like a Lawyer, so you can check out those places for me. Uh, is there any way uh, to you know, follow what you're putting out other than uh, just following Clio's backlinks? Well, well Clio's <laughs> my priority, so just follow Clio uh -huh. at Go Clio. But um, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, of course, always happy to connect with people. But I think when you run as many profiles, corporate and personal, <laughs> as I do, uh, my own is probably the last of that list. So <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, uh, Go Clio, best yeah. place to to find us yeah excellent and with that we have reached the uh, end of the road uh, I, 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 I can't I can't bring I'm myself here to, yeah, I'm here for right, it yeah I'm here for it fine alright anyways <laughs> but we've reached the end of the road thanks for joining us and uh, you'll hear uh, you'll hear from this show again probably not with me as the host but somebody else you'll hear more about this show bye if you'd like more information about what you've heard today please visit legaltalknetwork.com Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.